everybody. Welcome back to another session of Never Beat. This is the side quest sub-series where we talk about games that I played as a child repeatedly but never even came close to beating and finding out what it actually would have taken. Was I a bad gamer? Was the game unfair? Did I not know what I was doing? Joining me as always is Rachel. Hello! Who agreed to go through this journey with me. And regrets it deeply. Yep. Although this journey has changed your life. Yes, it has. I'm a better person for sure. The Never Beat series has introduced Rachel to the true love of her life. I did, yeah. She arrived today for filming <laughs> wearing her Abobo Appreciation Society shirt. This is my boyfriend now. You can't take him away from me. It's all I need in my life is an Abobo. <laughs> so if nothing else... She comes away from this project with a bobo. Yes, I'm sure Jeff is really sick of my a bobo facts that I share randomly. I will never get sick of a bobo facts. <laughs> it's Subscribe a bobo facts. Yes. If, if, if you guys want a bobo facts, just let me know. I'll lay them down. <laughs> uh, what's interesting is this, the game we're talking about today, Star Voyager, is actually the reason I wanted to do this series. Mm -hmm. because I had this game as a kid. I played it countless times, and I never had any idea what I was doing. And I've looked back at this game in my adulthood and been like, could I, could I do it better now? Could I know what I was doing now? Like, was it me? Was I the issue? No. And <laughs> so, uh, Spoilers. No. So I started compiling a list of games, but Star Voyager was the first one for me. I did own this game. I spent hours on this game in my childhood I, no idea what i was doing i didn't even know you could land on planets which is an essential part of the game as it turns out i didn't even know how to open the map <laughs> <laughs> the opening sequence like this the tiny little cinematic of your guy crawling into the spaceship is actually pretty nice looking for the nes yeah at first i was like oh this doesn't look like the screenshots that i've seen this could actually be good no. and then it changes immediately and i was like oh Oh, no. <laughs> so Star Voyager is a is semi-roguelike, which is odd. Uh, you pilot a spaceship in a sector of space that's got like five, six planets in it, a handful of star bases, and enemies coming. Very. And over time, the enemies spread across the world. Very difficult, very cruel, <laughs> very destructive enemies. The point of the game is to destroy all of the enemies before they can destroy your home base. That's it. That's the game. Uh, and as a kid, I, for the life of me, could not, I never could figure out what I was doing. I didn't even know that was the point of the game. <laughs> I did not get that far. Oh, I ended up having to go online and read how to play this game. The roguelike element comes in, I, I mentioned five or six planets. Two of them have upgrades for your ship. If you fly to them through hyperspace, land on the planet, one of them will upgrade your weapons, which is essential. Another one will upgrade your engines, which is very nice. The rest of them do nothing. And it is completely random which planet it will happen on. There's also a black hole out there. If you land on that space, you just game over. There's a couple of asteroids, sector, sectors out there, and I've never encountered this, but according to Strategy Wiki, there is a hidden super weapon that is randomly placed every time in a random blank sector of space 
The only way you can find it is by exploring all the sectors of space where there are no space stations or planets or asteroids or black holes. And you will find a super bomb to activate. To use the super bomb, it is a one-shot, one-kill weapon that you use by hitting the select button on the second player controller. I'm just staring at Jeff in disbelief and like feeling rage bubble up inside me at learning this. Absolutely insane. I do not like this game at all. <laughs> I'm so mad. I only played it for like 45 minutes and I was like, well, this is going to remain unbeaten. This is not fun. You you don't even get like nice music. That's the thing. Like if There's if no was, music, yeah. Yeah, if it was like Journey Through Space, but they had a nice little soundtrack, that would be one thing. It would at least be like... This is fun. No, it's just like your engine, I guess. Like the sound of your engine. Yeah, and the bleeps and bloops and the of various... Bleeps and bloops. It's awful. It's it's maddening. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can look at the map and see where everything is. And you get coordinates from there. And you can steer your ship to those coordinates and activate your hyperdrive. Yeah, unless you're in your hyperdrive and you don't turn it off. Then you just go right past whatever you were aiming for. Then you have to turn it all the way around. <laughs> Try it again. So if you're aiming for something one square away from you, you just point at the right coordinates, hold down the hyperdrive button until it builds up, and boom, you'll skip to one space. If you want to go further, then you have to hold down the hyperdrive until it's in the red, which is very near the activation point, and then it will build up squares. And then when it builds up enough squares, you hold down the hyperdrive button again to finish the buildup, and you'll travel that many squares. While traveling through hyperspace, your coordinates start to shift. And you have to continually adjust, try to adjust, because they're very floaty and it's very randomized. So you're fighting to try and keep yourself on course. The further you go, the more off course you can get. I'm so angry <laughs> It's also very easy to screw up the timing and, you know, oh, man, I traveled two spaces further than I wanted to or I didn't travel far enough because you got to get that timing spot on. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just drifting like it takes forever to get anywhere, which makes sense. It's space. It's supposed to be long distances. But like if you're like, I will go slow and that way I don't miss the planet or the space station or whatever. It takes forever. Like you're just it, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, you can turn on and off your shields in the in the map menu, too. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Again, couldn't find the map forever, so. <laughs> it's the select button, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody ever uses the select nope. button. <laughs> no, nothing. Honestly, the, the, the biggest problem is this game is trying to do too much on an NES, is really what it feels like. Because, like, activating the hyperdrive is convoluted to try and figure out how to go further than one square doing anything in your ship eats up battery power. You can only recover battery power by docking at space stations. Oh, is that why when you go to a space station, it like, it, I don't know, turns up, uh, turns into a circle and like moves and like does a little thing like, Ooh, you, you were here at the space station. Is it to charge your battery? <laughs> so yeah, the, the effects, I just thought it was dancing at me. <laughs> the effects of landing at a spaceship, what I think they were going for graphically, what I think they were going for is, the space stations are rotating to have gravity for the people inside. Mm -hmm. So when you dock with it, you start rotating to match its rotation. Then you dock with it. And then when you undock, you keep rotating mm. until you go back to normal. And during that process, they recharge your batteries. And 
I just thought it was like a little dancing donut. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what here, it looks yay. like. It's again, I think were they were trying to com- do too much on a system that couldn't handle what they were trying to do. Space stations can also repair some damage to your ships. I'm not going to remember the exact specifics, but various components of your ships can get damaged. Life support or the shields or the weapons or the engines can become independently damaged. Space stations can heal some of those things. Your home base can heal everything. (laughs) I'm just like, I didn't even get this far. (laughs) If you don't find the powered up weapons, you don't stand a chance at this game. Mm -mm. So you have to go to visit the planets as quickly as you can, because as time goes on, the enemies get closer and closer to their goal. And you don't want to encounter the enemies without the super weapons, because even with the super weapons, this game is really hard. Yeah, this game does not want you to succeed. And so far, we have not even talked about the actual beating of this game, like the actual achieving the goals. This is all just how you play this game. Far too difficult. Not fun. Mm -mm. The (laughs) actual main mechanic of this game is space dogfights. You go to a sector with enemies, you fly around, and you try to destroy them before they destroy you. However, (laughs) and this is another thing I didn't know as a kid, in each sector that has enemies, there is a mothership that looks different than the other enemies. If you do not destroy the mothership, it will endlessly spawn enemies. Since you have limited resources, the way you play this game is go to an enemy sector and hunt for the mothership as quickly as possible. You've got to take that out before you even worry about anything else. I have found that the mothership actually, for some, the mothership looks different than other ships. You have to destroy it twice. I don't know why that is, but it's orange and you blow it up and then it's gray and then it disappears and you're like, oh, good, I beat it. And then you'll find it again and it'll be gray and you blow it up and then you can take out the remaining fighters and eventually the game will say no more enemies in sector. And you go, "Okay, cool. I did that. Oh, my gosh. If you're very lucky, you get to that point. Then you go to a space station, heal up repair any damage to your ship, and then do that seven more times. So mad. <laughs> so mad. I, save restore states will not help you in this. Space combat is so random. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so fast-paced and so random. Save restore states are pointless. Yeah, I guess the only thing they'd be good for is if you get the weapon upgrade. Save. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, save before you go into an enemy sector and then try to defeat all the enemies, try to defeat the mothership and then all the enemies before you die. I've played this game for probably an hour, hour and a half. I could never get to the point where I could defeat two sectors of enemies in a row without having to leave and heal and start over. I did not beat this game for this show. No, (laughs) no, I gave up so quickly. (laughs) I I now, I, I cleared a sector of enemies and went, okay, so all I would have to do is that Six, seven more times. Got it. I know what beating the game feels like. Let me go look at the ending screen on on YouTube. Yeah, I didn't even do that. Because uh, at this point, I was so burned. I was just like, nope, didn't beat it. Okay, bye. <laughs> Get out of my face. If they were trying to make this game on a Super Nintendo instead of an NES, I, it might have been a very different experience. They are honestly trying to do too much and then there was no level of balance in the actual gameplay which is the space dog fights because it is incredibly difficult and incredibly random yeah we know games like this can be successful because there are plenty of them out there now but it just was not mm -mm, no (laughs) 
<laughs> so how does it end? Now I get to learn. There's another actually really nice looking cutscene of your character climbing out of the ship. At the end. <laughs> and then a screen that lists, you know, hey, you've saved the day and, the, you know, you've saved the galaxy from evil, blah, 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 blah. Congratulations. Yeah, not worth it. <laughs> nope. Nope. This was the reason I made this show and I don't know why. I mean, it's the first one we haven't beat. True. It's pretty good. You know what? Like, I did all the things that you would have to do to beat it. It's just I would have had to repeat what I just done multiple times, and it wasn't worth it to me. It wasn't a worthwhile use of my time. Like, in essence, I've proven I could beat this game if I wanted to. That's fair. I, I don't want to. I couldn't. <laughs> don't let your kids do Star Voyager. <laughs> Keep Star Voyager out of your children's hands. Talk to your kids about Star Voyager. <laughs> But next time, I think we're going to play... Well, first of all, I want to make sure. Do you have anything else you want to say about Star Voyager? No, I don't want to spend any more time on Star Voyager <laughs> ever again. It's gone. It does not exist. The advice for that one hit super bomb is to use it on an enemy mothership, by the way. It doesn't even clear a sector of enemies. It defeats a ship. And ships move so erratically and so fast that I guarantee you, you are going to misfire that thing half the time if you can even find the one-time hidden super weapon and use the second player controller while in a heavy dogfight with your first person controller to activate. Anyway. Absolute rage. <laughs> Next time we're going to play something even meaner. Oh boy. Something that people are familiar with. Something cruel and vicious. The original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES. At least it has good music. It does. So, you know, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>